Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, Layoff Communications Part 1, Openly Confidential. Many managers are torn when it comes to layoffs. Most of us know that when they happen, they're probably inevitable. But we also know that the thought, rumor, or knowledge of layoffs is likely to create questions from our team. Yeah, just a rumor of a rumor will induce fear. So what are the rules about communicating about layoffs? What do we say when we're asked? How should we say it? Can we lie? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Here we go. Man, there are a lot of managers that just absolutely get torn up when it comes to, to layoffs. Um, most of us know that when they happen, they're probably inevitable, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's, you can see it coming. Yeah, right? you see it coming a, a miles away. And most managers understand that layoffs are often a painful necessity, albeit a, just a, a complete admission of failure on the part of management. The whole failure thing, I don't think a lot of people get. I think there's an anger at senior management and so on about the layoff, and they forget that the layoff is the result of things that happened in the past, poor planning and poor forecasting and and lack of lean focus and so on. And, and of course, some of us contribute to it by saying, we don't have enough people, we don't have enough people, we don't have enough people, I can't believe I can't get a, a wreck. And too many of us don't worry about productivity and just think if we need more work done, we should hire more people. And then, of course, when there's a layoff, it's like, well... Now we've got too many people and, uh, you know, we, we need to staff for a 10% downturn rather than staff for the peak, which of course hospitals have known for years, but, um, but most large organizations haven't figured out quite yet. So, yeah, we could, we could have a, a long conversation about this particular topic. Um, that, but that would be more, I think more of like a, a leader tools type cast that we'll do sometime in the future. Um, but we're going to talk about, something a little bit more concrete, which is the idea that there are, and particularly in today's economic times, there's a, a lot of this going on because um, there's been a lot of bad management, but the knowledge that there may be layoffs right, and the rumors that are going around just create a lot of questions from our team. Right. And, People want to know. Yeah. Yeah. And then these rumors create a lot of fear. So then there's the question of, well, how do we, communicate about layoffs. What, what do we say when we're asked, right? We, we want to protect confidentiality, but then our team asks us, well, hey, I understand you just got a meeting about layoffs. And that creates a dilemma for a lot of managers. Yeah. Yeah. I think, in fact, I, I heard it asked best from one manager who clearly was at sea about it. He said, look, do I lie? Which stunned me. I'm like, okay, we clearly we haven't done our job here in terms of helping this manager that he thinks something doing something unethical might be within the realm of reasonableness. Um, the answer to the question is no, you can't lie. It's never appropriate to lie. And unfortunately, this is why sometimes politicians are hated because they don't want to lie, but they can't answer the question that's put to them. Or they choose not to. Yeah, they can. They just choose not to, right? Yeah. Um, whereas in the case of a manager, you are the company to your team. You are the company. You are imbued with that power as a function of your role uh, for the vast majority of organizations. And if you lie, the company's lying. And if you're going to do that, you're going to have to assume that your company at some point is going to be liable. Um, that at some point your your company, because it allows it, because you're doing it, is going to be guilty of ethical lapses. They're going to they're hurt it. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting how managers often talk themselves into that it's a it's a, a white lie or, or a uh, a social lie. Yet the the same lie uh, done by Bernie Ebers ends up he ends up in jail. So yeah, he, here's the way I see it: just analyzing that moment when the decision comes. Where Mike, if you're my boss and I come to you and I say, "Hey, are you guys talking about layoffs?" At that moment, you are pinched between. Uh, two obligations. One is your well, probably actually three obligations. One is your obligation to tell the truth. The other is your obligation to the organization, which whether we like it or not, as much as manager tools believes that great management is about love, that your first obligation is to the company. And third is the obligation to engage in a conversation with someone, you know, that, that, that someone has asked you a question and it's the common human response that, okay, I've been asked a question, I have an obligation to respond. And in fact, when you compare those obligations, the obligation that comes out on the bottom of the list is the obligation to respond. And this is a rare enough situation that you're not going to create enormous problems in a relationship provided you've been investing in the relationship if you simply choose not to answer the question. That allows you, yes, admittedly, you don't meet your obligation in the conversation. But if you have two conflicting obligations, that's what moral, ethical choice and dilemmas are all about. And hopefully you choose the one that is the lesser of the obligations and clearly a conversational obligation, a social obligation um, to address someone's concern is less than the organizational obligation, which perhaps has you in charge of millions of dollars in people's lives and, and so on. So, um, so, but anyway, I'm sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Look, look let, let's talk about our guidance. We have three specific recommendations regarding uh, how we talk about layoffs when they're being considered. Now, we're not going to say that your company doesn't have its own list, and we'll talk about that in a future cast, but there are three major ones we're going to talk about today. Number one, all layoff actions of any type in any way, shape, or form in terms of preparation are always 100% confidential, period. Okay. Number two, the only exception is when you explicitly are given release. Now we're not gonna, we're not going to go through all the possible releases. We'll mention a couple, but the point we're saying here is we want to reinforce the first point, which is you can't assume that this one situation allows you to share it with someone unless you have given been given explicit release from someone uh, who is essentially running the layoff or is in charge of the numbers and the details and so on. You can't speak about it. And then number three, we also want to be open about the confidentiality. In fact, that's why we call this cast openly confidential. Too many managers feel that they can't even tell people that they're confidential. And in fact, it's appropriate to say, I'm sorry, what I'm working on is confidential. And we have two sub points there, which is no comment isn't a very effective, often the most effective answer. And, uh, and one way to help yourself with no comment is there are a lot of other processes we use on a regular basis that are confidential, but we tend to skirt around questions about those. And it's better to learn how to say no comment when you're not working on a layoff um, so that it makes it easier for you to say no comment when you're actually working on a layoff situation. Good. Okay. So, so when it comes to communicating about layoffs, um, I've always lived by a fairly simple rule, which is everything around layoffs and layoff actions is 100% confidential. For, so for example, I've, I've led organizations where I've had old friends, friends I've known for 15 years, uh, several levels down in my organization. Yet I wouldn't 
communicate with them any more about the layoff than I would the common stranger out on the street. Right. Um, and interestingly enough, not everybody feels the same way as I do about that. Right. And I, I think it comes back to where do people come down on the decision about which obligation is more important, an old friend, right? Or, or the organization. Unfortunately, as long as you're a manager in the organization, your obligation to the organization takes precedence. Now you can, you can eliminate, you can alleviate that problem very easily. Resign. And then you no longer have an obligation to the organization. Frankly, I happen to believe ethically that your obligation for confidentiality extends past the conf- past your your resignation. Um, but there are people who would argue about that. Right. Just to be clear here, when we're talking about layoff communications, we're we're talking about everything related to it. Right. Planning for the layoffs, thinking about the layoffs, being in meetings about the layoffs. Yeah, you can't even talk about being in meetings, right? No, absolutely not. Sharing right. what you read about the layout. I mean, all of that is considered to be, you know, talking about that with your directs is considered to be unprofessional. And, you know, frankly, probably unethical as well. Yeah, sure. You made a commitment. That, that's part of the responsibility we give you. And the responsibility includes some ethical uh, limitations. Look, if you're ever in doubt about what to say about layoffs with anyone in any organization, inside or outside the organization, old friend or not, press or not, the prime directive is simple. You cannot talk about it. You can't even admit that you're discussing it. And look, some of the most senior executives we know have been through several layoffs. If you have a long career, you're going to go through layoffs. It's regrettable. And let's hope that 100 years from now, we figured out how not to do that. But I, I dare say we won't. These people we know, they admit that they assume, quite frankly, that everyone, when you go through something several times, you're a victim of something called academic creep. And they just assume everybody knows that, holy Toledo, of course you know that it's confidential. You can't even tell people what kind of meeting this is. And they sometimes forget to tell people and then take it a step further, particularly for the more junior people in the meeting, they forget what enormous penalties can be attached to someone or can be visited upon somebody who fails to honor the confidentiality. Look, frankly, if you talk too openly about layoff planning with somebody inside or outside the organization, it's grounds for termination, period. You may not get terminated. It may not be a career ending move. It may be a career limiting move. It may be a short-term career limiting move. But generally speaking, if someone knew at senior levels that you were talking, there would be repercussions. It sounds, and I'm a little concerned here because it sounds like you're being um, pretty direct and pretty inclusive in terms of the conditions under which you can talk about this with folks. And you're basically saying you can't at all. So, right. okay, th- there are some conditions surely that you would agree that don't apply. I, I don't know, but what, like what? Okay, so so for example, let's, let's say there, there's rumors going around, everybody Everybody knows about the rumors. So, you know, can't I just tell my staff that we're at least talking about it? No. Even though they already know? No. Okay. Yeah. Remember something. They don't know. They've heard a rumor. Even if somebody in the meeting that you were in walked out and said, I just came out of a meeting regarding layoffs. There's an old joke about the spy business we don't, we don't have time to go into, but there's an enormous difference between them hearing a rumor and you don't want to get to the bottom of who shared the rumor and who they heard it from and play who shot John or telephone about trying to track the rumor back. It doesn't matter what somebody else does. They don't, quote, know, unquote, anything. 
They're asking you in order to validate a rumor. If you say it and they know you're in the meeting, then they do know and you're the one that let them know. In other words, you violated confidentiality. So the answer is no. You can't even tell people you're talking about it, period. Because as a manager, we are the company to them. Okay, yeah. I, okay I understand that. I mean, literally, you, you might as well just share everybody's salary. You might. I mean, look, you've agreed that it's salary is confidential. You've agreed negotiations. I mean, there's a hundred other things. We'll talk about them later that, that, um, look, just because you think this is more important to people doesn't mean you release from your obligation to the organization. Okay. But I'm also responsible for results. And so say I got like five people who are absolutely top, my top folks, they're going to hear rumors about a layoff. They're going to get worried. And I could possibly lose them. So, yeah, you, in fact, e- even if you don't lose them, they could start polishing their resume at five o'clock in the afternoon when they normally would be giving you some good work, right? Sure. So, so surely I can mention the layoff to them and say basically, "Hey, Joe, just let you know there's talks about layoffs. Don't worry about it. You're good. You're good, right? No, no, okay. no. It's a blanket prohibition. You can't. The moment you do that, you are now saying it's okay to share this information outside of the group. And because they're one step removed from the group, they'll now tell everyone. And now you were the one that violated the confidence. Okay. I told you, these are my, my top folks. What if I share, what if I swear them to secrecy and then share some guidelines about what that means? No, no, even worse. I'll tell you even a better question that I would want to know. What about my bottom folks? Hey, look, I want to let you know, we're looking at layoffs and I mean, rather than, than trying to, I mean, let's not be selfish, right? Let's not just take care of our top folks by saying, hey, you're going to be okay in case you hear any rumors, because that just means you just want them to be productive during the next couple of weeks or months as we go through the discussion. The unselfish thing, the selfless thing to do would be to tell your bottom folks, right? The people who are your weakest performers, because they're hypothetically much more on the block than your top performers. So if you really want to be a good Samaritan, a good soul, a truly loving person, you would say, well, I'll tell my bottom folks because that way they can get their stuff ready. Uh, and I don't worry as much about their level of productivity as I do about my top people, of course. But the answer is still no. <laughs> okay. And certainly I can talk to you. Let's say I get out of a meeting about the layoff with my boss, my peers. I can certainly convince with them about it, right? No, you can't. There will come a time when you might get to sit down with your boss and perhaps your peers in a closed meeting regarding layoff planning. But I'll tell you how these rumors start is managers come out of the meeting Two managers say, okay, we were in the meeting. So, so the cone of silence extends to us wherever <laughs> we go and we can talk about it amongst ourselves. No, you can't. You can't talk about what's going on in the meeting or even that there was a meeting or what the meeting was about with anyone, period. Unless you are having a specific meeting regarding specific operational planning steps and everyone understands that that meeting is confidential as well. No, you can't. Look, all layoff planning, the communication of it, the, the, the choosing of it, the staffing, the, the timing, the HR interactions and so on, it's completely and utterly confidential. You should treat this as private health information, the sharing of which is a deep dishonor to the entity to whom you're obligated, which in this case is the organization. And like it or not, your organization, your company is not a faceless entity. It is you. You are it. And if you start bending the rules in certain situations um, because you believe you know more, you have to assume that in all other situations where there is a generally accepted approach among management, you have to assume that in other situations, people will bend the rules to benefit themselves. And then you might as well not have an organization anymore. Breaching the covenant of ethical 
silence, if you will, is, as I said before, it's dangerous enough that managers get terminated for it, not because we want to punish them, but because we can't tolerate an organization whose leadership is essentially unethical. We can have conversations later about all the other unethical things that people do in organizations. No matter what was discussed in the meeting, in any way, shape, or form about layoffs, all topics relating to layoffs are imbued with the confidentiality of that meeting. And I think we've said it three or four times, but just to be clear, even talking about the fact that there was a meeting about layoffs is inappropriate. And look, people are smart, right? They're going to they're ask you a question. And if they've been around a while, if they've been through a few, they're going to have very carefully crafted questions designed to make it easy for you to feel like you can answer it that is not that is not divulging something. But when somebody brings it up, if somebody were to say, hey, what was that meeting you're just in? Uh, I'm sorry, it's confidential. Uh, and they say, oh, well, that, that proves then, right? It proves it's a layoff. No, it doesn't. It proves it's confidential. Right. Okay. So I, I think we've probably made our point. You, you can't share it with a friend. You can't share it with a top performer who you just know is protected. Right. It's not going to be right. affected. You can't share it with your admin, even though you need her analytical skills. Yep. You can't allow it to be leaked to those who are unlikely to be cut just to reassure them. Yeah, that, you know, that's funny. It's, it's interesting you say that because that's exactly what managers have said to me. Well, you know, Mark, I, I didn't really say anything, but I allowed it to be leaked. Yeah, that's just, that's weak. <laughs> well, that, that is just the most, ugh. It's almost worse than just blurting it out in a meeting. You can't find me guilty that I walked out, even though I intentionally did it in order for people to know about it. You can't do this stuff. Failure to comply is grounds for the end of your professional experience at that organization because it's an ethical breach and we have to have some rules about ethics. We don't talk a lot about ethics at manager tools because we assume if you truly are a loving, compassionate boss, you understand that ethics underlie all professional relationships that are based on compassion and concern for other people. But this is one where there are consequences and the consequences are based on that ethical underpinning that we assume we don't have to talk about, but is a critical part of what makes us human and professional and people of good moral standing that uh, tell the truth. And if you can't tell the truth, the other choice is not to lie. The other choice is to not talk. All right. Well, okay, so let's talk about our, our second point, which is the only exception to the rules above is when release is explicitly given. And and there are rare exceptions where yeah. that happens, right? Yeah. I mean, either, you know, for example, there's a small group that's been explicitly exempted from the layoff planning. Right. And someone is invited into the discussions once they've already started. Yeah. And you know, typically it's your your boss or somebody in senior management saying, hey, we're going to communicate very specifically with these folks. But even then, even then we have some specific guidance about what that means and how to do it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, the key word in all of this in, in terms of exceptions is explicit. It has to be known to everyone in the room and stated out loud by key people in charge of the process. You can't exempt people. And I want to give a perfect example of how critical this is. Let's assume there are five layers of management at a company, okay? There are actually six layers of employees, and that sixth layer is the frontline individual uh, contributors. There are five layers of management. Let's say that you're in a meeting with all five layers. It's not a huge company. Maybe it's 500 people or something, and there are five layers. Maybe it's a 1,000 people, and there are five layers of management. 
you're in a meeting with all five layers or at least a slice of them and you're having a discussion and and there's no discussion about any explicitness. Um, I want, want to put in the back of your mind, it is going to happen that there is also going to be a meeting later that you're not in, much like the lowest level, the sixth level, if you will, of the company, if you start talking from the top, and, and in this case, in much the same way that in the meeting you're in, the level below you, if you're a frontline supervisor, is not in the meeting. There is another meeting that's going to happen, and you're not going to be in it because they may be looking at layoffs of managers or frontline supervisors. You have to assume, therefore, that things need to be said explicitly. You can't assume that you can exempt part of your group because you may be thinking, I'm going to exempt part of my group. I'm not going to say it explicitly because they're- But they're not exempting you. (laughs) Yeah, but they're not exempting me and I'm in the meeting. Right. Right? So I think it's really critical. That word explicit is so important. And I've seen seen some managers get tied around the axle on this. They say, look, I've got a 200-person organization, Mark. I need to exempt these 10 people. So no, no. What you need to do is create a case for fighting that none of them get touched and you fight for it. But until it's explicitly granted, okay, you're right. We're going to, we're going to leave those people untouched. And we want to communicate about that because we believe what they're doing is so important. Unless that's explicitly done, those people are not off limits and you certainly can't communicate to them about it. You have to not only be given explicit, they have to be explicitly exempted and then they have to be given a release to talk about it. Right. And another caution here is that, um, let's assume for a second that your boss does not listen to manager tools. And so if your boss <laughs> doesn't follow this guidance and they make the mistake of explicitly designating a part of your organization as being exempt, they may be in very hot water as well because perhaps their organization has is is exactly. getting ready to be cut. So it, it, it's it got to be from fairly senior. So if you're a manager, you go to your senior manager and the senior manager says, oh yeah, yeah, don't worry about that group. Yeah, tread carefully there because they may be uh, in breach of confidentiality. Yeah. Or, so so it is still possible that a group would be exempt and they would not be told that. And remember now, we're talking about confidentiality here, not about all the details of layoff, but the only time you could be exempted or one of the, one of the rare times that you would be exempted or, or that you would be allowed to say something outside of the meeting is when someone is explicitly exempted from the layoff and a decision is made to tell them explicitly, you can tell them. So you could have both. Either some people are told and some people are not. And too often, this is just handled poorly, and it ends up in difficult situations quite often. I think what's important to, to recognize, too, is if you look at the other situation, let's say someone's admin is, you know, you mentioned about bringing somebody into the process after it's already started. Obviously, if you're going to invite somebody to the meeting after the working group has already been decided upon, it does a little good to invite them if they don't know what the meeting is about. You can't bring your admin to a meeting because you need his analytical abilities. They have to be explicitly requested. And then you get explicitly to go tell them, Hey, I need you to come to a meeting with me. It is confidential. We are going to be talking about layoffs and you need to explain to them. They are bound by the confidentiality principles, whether they're a manager or not. Good. Okay. And when you do that, we found that it may very well need to be scripted, right? Yeah, if you're going to exempt somebody, if for some reason there is some sort of explicit exemption relative to this confidentiality, we recommend you get very precise guidance on how to communicate the exception if you're the one that is communicating the exception. And please don't think that if some other manager has a group exempted and is and, and their, the exception is being made, don't assume that this gives you the opportunity to fight 
that exemption doesn't allow you to say, well, I need somebody exempted as well, and I want to be able to communicate it with them. Be careful about that, because this is not a free-for-all where we're throwing away, we're throwing around chits. Of every, everybody gets to exempt a couple of people, and you get to tell them that, because the moment that happens, everybody's going to know. We're talking about a script. It's not only for your own use. We're, we're recommending that you create the script, and you go to the leader of the planning effort and say, this is what I intend to tell this person or this group. Exactly. Do you approve? Yeah. And we say that because we don't want you to have to wait for, from the leader who's probably exceptionally busy to actually script it for you. So, so you script it and then you go to them and say, look, I need this blast because I want to be clear that I'm being precise about it. And I've, I've dug one up. And so we'll just share it here and, and it's included in the show notes. And basically it says like this. This is a real life example of of something. Yes, exactly. I mean, basically. uh, it was a it was an email. It was a series of email exchanges where a manager and I uh, whittled it down into something specific. And the email starts with, "You've told me that Project X, this particular subgroup that this manager had that I was working with, will not be included in the layoff, and that I'm supposed to communicate that to them immediately." This came from on high, so to speak. Here's what I've worked up. Would you please give me the go ahead or make changes? And then here, here's the text of what we came up with. This is delivered now. This is this manager delivering this to the people who are exempt. I've got a confidential manner to discuss with you. What you're about to hear is confidential. Release of this information will be considered unprofessional by me. And frankly, I'm going to be very blunt, is likely to include sanctions. You need to understand that you won't be at liberty to share this information with anyone else at any time for any reason until it is officially announced. You need to understand that it would be inappropriate to hint at or privately get bits and pieces of or in any other way allow the communication of this to anyone at any time. And so with with that kind of over-the-top confidentiality statement, the, the statement goes on and it says, your team will not be affected in any way by potential downsizing discussions. We know there may be rumors uh, to that effect. My discussion with you is not an admission that the discussions are happening, but if they were, your group will not be affected. Don't ask who else or is or is not being considered. That's not relevant, and you put me in an awkward situation where to do so. I wouldn't share it even if I knew it. I just want you to know that in a, this is a rare exception. You are not being affected. Now, to be clear, that's not the only way to do it. I dug this one out. It's from several years ago. You might want to say it slightly differently. You may want to deliver it a little bit differently to different uh, in different situation. Isn't that a bit formal, though? I mean, that sounds very formal. The way yeah, you it is. It. In fact, it is, and that was the that that was the value I provided to this particular executive. I, I said, look, you can't be casual about this. This is serious stuff. The formality carries a weightiness to it, a uh, a sense of import to the communication that I think significantly reduced the chance that somebody would quibble on what we meant and why we meant it. And and the response he got were, you know, people people's eyes got big. They realized that they were being told something quite confidential, and we weren't afraid to be very direct regarding the implications of that, the need to share, and the implications of a lack of confidentiality. So yeah, you don't want to just you, you don't want to just pass it off. And words in this case have meaning and have value. So yeah, it is it is heavier. Okay. Okay. Well talking about heavy, let's talk about point number three, which is you just you're just absolutely confusing me. You're saying be open about confidentiality always. Yeah. Be open about <laughs> confidentiality. Yeah. It does sound funny 
but we we intend it to be funny and yet remind us of how how serious it is because layoff planning is confidential, but we don't have to be confidential about the fact that it is confidential. And that's where managers get twisted around the axle. They associate, a lot of us associate the privacy of the process with the need to deny that we're going to, that some things are confidential because, well, managers would say admitting something is confidential is to suggest that something is amiss or people are going to be able to guess if I say something's confidential. And look, yeah, that's true. They may be able to guess. They've probably already guessed. Somebody else is leaking this stuff, but it ought not to be you. And frankly, the tap dancing that some managers do around these kind of things makes it obvious as well, rather than simply saying that what we're doing is confidential. So look, it's real easy. Just say it. What I'm working on is confidential. I'm sorry. This is what we mean by being openly confidential. You don't have to try to avoid saying it's confidential. You want to say it's confidential because the beauty of this is if you say it's confidential and someone continues to ask, pay attention, okay, because they're not, they're not listening. The smart people, the, the people who are respectful, um, regardless of what their personal need is, they're going to honor and respect the fact that you've said it's confidential. I wouldn't hesitate to answer with, I'm sorry, that's confidential. I wish I could share. I can't. And then when they say, well, I need to know this or I need to know that or what about this or what about that? You'd say, I'm sorry, it's confidential. I can't share anything, period. And then in the next one-on-one, I wouldn't have a problem saying, hey, can I give you some feedback? Sure, what is it? When you ask me questions about a process that I've already told you is confidential, it makes me uncomfortable and it makes you look selfish. Can you do that differently next time? It's a simple way. Once you say confidential, Saying it out loud, it's confidential, and being open about it reduces the chances that you get follow-on questions and sends a very clear message about what people ought to not not to be working on. If you don't do that, you're going to end up getting the death of a thousand cuts by answering all kinds of questions about questions about rumors and so on, which is just ineffective. Okay. Well, I know I'm going to be beat up for beating a dead horse, but what if somebody just asks you a very direct question? For example, have you been working on layoff stuff, Mark? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's confidential. Whether I was or wasn't, I couldn't say it's confidential. If we did it, you don't need to ask me again. But if you do, the answer will be the same. What I'm working on is confidential. Right. There are a lot of things we do that are confidential, right? Salaries are private. Right. HR matters are private. Totally. Employee assistance programs are private. Right. Legal negotiations are often private and confidential. Yep. Negotiations are often confidential, price list. I mean, there are all kinds of systems and processes that we deal with every day that are confidential. And the effective manager doesn't stumble about layoff confidentiality because she knows that layoffs are not the only thing that she can't talk about. Yeah, we shouldn't feel guilty about it, right? Just because we know there's inherent tension between us and our directs, we shouldn't feel guilty about honoring our obligation to the company because... Companies are supposed to keep many things confidential. We've said it before. When you're talking to your team, you're speaking for the company. You are the company. You accept that obligation to meet the standards of the company, which include guarding certain information. If you're not willing to do that, you've got no business being a manager. And and so, as we said earlier, resign rather than subverting a process to try to help a friend. Right. And don't wrap yourself around the... Uh the axle by coming up with some clever ways of avoiding the answer. Just say no comment. We found that that is probably the most effective answer we've heard. If you don't know what to say, just say no comment. 
Yeah. And then when someone asks, is it true that you're planning layoffs? You just smile and say, no comment. Or you could say, even if I was, I wouldn't say so. I'd prefer you not ask me going forward. It's confidential. But if you do, you could say, I'm obliged to say no confident, no, no, no comment, or it's, you know, it's confidential. Yeah. And then somebody's, then, then you always hear, well, no comment means yes, right? <laughs> and, and you reply with no comment <laughs> or it doesn't with me. It means no comment. Look, there's no need to fear here that short answers are going to be misunderstood because all answers you give at these times in these situations will be misunderstood. Okay. So don't worry that your answer will be misunderstood. It will, even if it's perfect, because you're not the one doing the communicating. The fearful direct is the one doing the communicating because they're the one listening, as Peter Drucker tells us. All rumors will run throughout the organization, whether you try to kill them or not, whether you try to kill them with truth or fiction or anything else. Other managers are going to leak stuff. Other managers will not kill rumors, but will allow them to continue by trying to be clever. And you'll be besieged with more because others are being unprofessional or being plain fast and loose with their obligation. And as my mom used to say, look, if someone else jumps off a cliff, are you going to go do it too? I mean, it doesn't matter what other people do. The question is, how do you feel about your ethical obligation to the company? And, and look, I want to mention something. We, I mentioned rumors. Rumors are a special case, and, and we're going to beat this horse even more in a special cast about layoff rumors, about how to address them, how to handle them, and so on, because it could be another 30 minutes. And too many people say, well, okay, what do I do about rumors? Well, you can simply follow this cast, but we want to make sure that we give people several scenarios that they can work through in their head about how to address layoff, uh, rumors. Right. And, and you can make this a lot easier, answering these questions around rumors a lot easier if you simply use the no comment rule, frankly, where it already applies and you're not yeah. using it. It could be used much more often than it is today, making no comment response to rumors about layoffs all that much easier. Yeah. You know, don't dance around issues about pay or performance results for a particular individual or development plan or HR issues. I never forget a, a direct coming to a manager and saying, hey, were you just meeting with Bob about something? And, and he goes, yeah, we were meeting about, and he does a little quote, air quotes with his fingers. He says, we were meeting about his performance plan. It's like, dude, you just, you just completely threw your dude overboard there. Yeah. Not cool at all. So what you say is, I was just talking to Bob, no comment. And believe me, for many, many people, they'll, they'll kind of raise their eyebrows and they'll say, wow, that's terrible. And they'll go tell their friends, oh, you know, gosh, Mark, Mark said no comment. Your closer directs are going to get their feelings hurt probably. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> and then yeah. they'll get over it. Yeah. And I think what we're doing is we're teaching about the conflicting obligations in the workplace. And in the beginning, you're going to go over a little bit of a horseman curve where people, you know, they are, they're going to get their feelings hurt. But look, too many of us feel we're obligated to answer every question that is put to them, you know, we, that is put to us as fully as we possibly can. I never get this quote quite right, but someone was being interviewed once and they said, you're entitled to an honest answer to any question to which you're entitled an answer. Meaning, if you ask me a question that it's not rightful or appropriate for you to ask that question, I don't have to be honest with you, right? Now, that, that was, a, I think that was a Hollywood celebrity or it may have been a, a, some celebrity of some sort. I thought it was a brilliant way to say, look, I don't have to answer all your questions truthfully. Uh, in this case, we're trying to send you a message. You don't have to answer all the questions. Or let me put it this way. You do, 
You can say no comment. It's not the answer they want, but it is the answer you're obligated to give. Right. The, the key is if you answer the question, then you have to answer it honestly. Yeah. But you don't have to answer every question. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can safely assume that just like payroll or competitive pricing, what I've been doing is confidential. I'd appreciate some grace going forward um, because I'm not going to answer any questions about it. If, in fact, I'm doing that. Look, it's simple. Layoffs are, are not kept confidential by managers because we're really good at cleverly deflecting questions. Cleverly defecting, deflecting questions is a recipe for disaster. There are going to be rumors no matter what we do. The fact is confidentiality is maintained by managers making an ethical commitment to their role and sticking to it. You don't have to be clever. You simply have to honor your obligation. That's it. Good. So quick wrap up. Yeah. Layoff preparation, planning, processing, operations, anything totally confidential, always 100% confidential. There are cases where an explicit release is given and you may want to have that scripted. And our recommendation is actually to be open about confidentiality, to be honest about it and say, I'm sorry, that's confidential and do it with a smile. Saying no comment is a very effective answer. Yes, people will think it means something, but that's up to them and they already have rumors. So you're not going to solve those anyway. And a great way to help yourself with this is to be more candid, if you will, (laughs) about confidentiality, about so many other processes that ought to be confidential that we tend to avoid saying no comment about for whatever reason, because we want to make people happy. And if we start saying no comment about a few more things that are private, it'll make it much easier to say no comment when we're in layoff planning. Good. All right. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, partner. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. And before we go, quick announcement. We just announced our May 20th Los Angeles, California Effective Manager Conference. If you're on the U.S. West Coast and you haven't gotten to the conference but you want to, it's one full day of one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, and delegation, and then how to roll it all out to your team. Again, that's May 20th in Los Angeles, California. Check out the website for more details, www.managertools.com. All right, folks, we'll see you all again next week. So long.